0: Dictionary has just announced its word of the year for 2017, if we could have the first slide up, thanks. Fake news. Somebody should really tell them that that's two words. Uh, I'm a little bit alarmed that the people who are in charge of regulating our English language think that's one word. But never mind, that's the words of the year, fake news. And uh, fake news was apparently invented by this guy. Uh, Or so he claimed this past week. Uh, fake news, of course, is false, often sensational information spread under the guise of news reporting. Now, it's not a small thing. Fake news has actually been causing an awful lot of uncertainty this year. Uh, in September, the BBC published uh, the results of a study of the impact of fake news on people from 19 different countries around the world, and they found that 77% of people are worried about their ability to figure out what's true and what's not. The study showed that people are unsure about what to believe and are asking, who can we trust to tell us the truth? And the truth, of course, is what we all want, isn't it? Well, one of my favourite movies from yesteryear is a um, courtroom drama, A Few Good Men, uh, with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, back before Tom had any major plastic surgery. Uh, Cruise plays this hotshot Navy lawyer called Caffey, and uh, Nicholson plays the intimidating Colonel, Colonel Jessup. Now, Cruise is investigating the death of a Marine, and nobody seems to be telling him the truth about how the chain of command works uh, on the base so he calls Jessup in this moment of real tension to the witness stand and Jessup in the witness stand absolutely loses it if you've seen it you know what's coming next don't you he you want answers he shouts I think I'm entitled to them replies Caffey you want answers I want the truth says Cruz I mean Caffey And then he says, Jessup replies, you can't handle the truth. Now I want to say, isn't it the case that we all want what Kathy wants? We all want the truth. Even broadly speaking, truth about the things that matter in life. Truth about life itself, truth about existence, about reality. Truth that's laid out without any kind of ulterior motive or hidden agenda. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Friends, I want to say tonight, at this carol service, that this is exactly what Christmas gives. Into a world of people who are saying, I'm worried about my ability to figure out what's true and what's not. To people who are saying, I want truth. And who cry out, who can we trust to tell us the truth? Comes Jesus Christ. Who actually, on the day of his death, gave us the reason for his birth. When he said in John chapter 18... Verse 37, for this reason I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. And I want, you, I want Christmas to mean this to you this year. I want you to grasp this, because this is what Jesus himself said that it means. Christmas reveals the, this fact to us, that truth exists, it exists outside of us, and comes to us in and through a person, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift ever. Now, the baby laid in the manger was born to tell the truth. And to know the truth, we must listen to him speaking. The first thing I want to say tonight is that Jesus speaks the truth. This is his own claim. In fact, according to all that the Bible teaches from beginning to end, and even in this very narrow context, as he stands before a Roman governor called Pontius Pilate, We are invited to see that truth exists outside of us and comes to us in and through the person of Jesus, in and through his mouth. That is the radical claim of Christianity. And yes, it is radical. That's the claim of Jesus himself. When he makes this claim, you see, he's not in Bethlehem, he's in Jerusalem. He's not in a manger looking up into the face of his bewildered mother and stepdad. No, he is in a dock looking into the face of his judge, Pontius Pilate, who's either going to say, yeah, you can go free, or no, you can't. Now, Pontius Pilate himself is a guy who thinks that truth is something that is too slippery to grasp. On hearing Jesus say this, for this reason I was born, and for this I came, to testify to the truth. He goes, ha, what is truth? What is truth? And maybe you find yourself saying the same thing. How can we ever know what's actually true? Maybe we find ourselves to be cynical about truths of various kinds, never mind Christianity. Maybe we're philosophical about it, though. I used to listen to a band when I was younger uh, called the Manic Street Preachers. I became one actually. uh, They had an album out once called, uh, This is My Truth, Tell Me Yours. And I, I, I loved that title at the time, and I love it more now that I'm using it in a sermon. Because maybe this describes the way that people think about truth in itself. It's something that's relative. So truth, to put it another way, is just whatever you want it to be personally. But that's not really the way that truth works. It's not the way Jesus talks about it. It's not the way the Bible presents it. And it's not our experience of it either. I mean, you can't just make something true just because you say it is. Either something is true or it isn't. That's the thing about truth. It actually has to correspond with reality to be true. I mean, I can't say that I'm a hobbit just because... I can't claim to be a hobbit just because I say that I'm a hobbit. It's obvious that I'm not. I'm far too tall. And my feet are nowhere near that hairy. But it's the same... In relation to Christ I remember reading about an interview that actress Jane Fonda did with the Archbishop of Canterbury and he said to her in part of this interview he said Jesus is the Son of God you know and Fonda replied well maybe he is for you but he's not for me to which the Archbishop said well either he is or he isn't and that's true Jesus Christ came to testify that he was In this very brief section with Pontius Pilate, Jesus explains to Pilate that he existed somewhere else before he was born. Who can ever say that? I mean, at the very most, we can say that we existed inside our mother's tummy before we were born, or from conception that we existed, but Jesus actually goes further back than that. Referring to a kingdom that he actually ruled before he came, a world that he left behind for this one, He's talking about heaven, and I wonder if you think that that's true. If truth exists outside of us and comes to us in and through the mouth of Jesus, then to know this truth and to look into this truth, there's one thing we must do. We need to give him our ears. We need to actually listen to what he says, not just about his birth, but about who Jesus is in himself, what he came to do ultimately, and what we should do with the truth that he declares. So listen to him speak. He testified to the truth about a number of things. He testified to the truth about himself and actually audaciously claimed that that is the starting point for everything. Have you ever known anyone to say such a thing? The Bible holds him up before us and says he is the creator of all things. We read earlier from John chapter 1, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. Let me just state that positively and negatively, says John, just to clear it up, there is nothing in existence that was not made by him. And then we also see that he's the sustainer of all things, whether he's acknowledged or not. He's the one who's got his hands on the wheel, he's the one who's keeping things taken over. He also testified to the truth about who we are and did so very, very honestly. He said that we, having been made by him to enjoy knowing him, are actually accountable to God for our ignoring him. And that's often how we live. He speaks honestly of our predicament with him as people who, when, dying, who, when they die, will face judgment. It's a big claim. And he testified to the truth about our predicament without trusting in him. It is actually hopeless. But he testified to the truth about what God has done despite the way we live, ignoring him and rebelling against him. He tells us in his own words that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that is great news. We who were lost and hopelessly under his judgment, unable to save ourselves, have held out to us the possibility of this thing that he called salvation. And he says this is true. And he testified to the truth about what he ultimately came to do. Yes, we saw in John chapter 18, verse 37, that he came to testify to the truth. We've seen in other services over Christmas time here at Chapel that he he came to do various other things. He came to serve. But ultimately, he came to give his life, to die on a cross. He died So that people who live as if he didn't exist might see his love and kindness, might find in him full forgiveness now, and life with him in heaven when they die. In his own words in John chapter 14, Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except me. These are big claims, aren't they? Have you ever looked into them? My encouragement would be to look into it. There was a time when I had not looked into this stuff. There was a time when I dismissed it as complete nonsense. Uh, the, 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 The truth of the gospel, the truth of the Bible was on a par with Star Wars for me. It was as true. It was a story. But looking into it, you find more and more convincing proofs and truths that reinforce the story. More and more evidence in history. More and more evidence coming to light in archaeology. Pick up the the latest copy of the National Geographic entitled The Real Jesus. They've spent half the magazine taking you to different archaeological sites. Talking about the evidence that Jesus Christ walked this earth 2,000 years ago. He did. And he said these kind of things. What do people make of that? Christmas time surely is the time to rejoice in it. To open not only our arms to receive it, but our hearts. And realize the deep truths and the deep joys that these truths bring. Jesus actually challenges people to make up their mind about him. I mentioned at the start the problem of fake news. Oh, he has basically come to declare the gospel, which basically means good news. And he says, Even to Pilate and to all of us, it's time to make up your mind. Fake news or good news? He said to Pilate, for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. And Jesus said, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. That is another bold statement for someone to make. Are you on the side of truth? It's a question he asks of us. Pilate decided that there were other things that were more important than listening to the testimony of the witness that was Jesus Christ. Maybe he was just convinced that there was no answer to the question, what is truth? Maybe he just didn't want to hear it. But many others heard him back then and had their lives transformed by him. And it's happened again and again throughout history. And we've seen throughout the last 2,000 years the spread of Christianity in magnanimous terms it has transformed others it can transform us it's not fake news it's good news we want the truth Jesus says I am the truth I would love you to look into this a little bit more there are various little books and pamphlets that are available for you if you want to pick up one of these when you leave Uh, There's one called The Christmas Bob, The Case for Christmas. There are tons of little leaflets out there by the bookstall as you leave. That's a free gift to you today. If you want to take one away, we would love to have you take one. Um, There are some free Bibles back there, or John's Gospel or Luke's Gospel. If you would like one of these stories of Jesus' life, the stories of what he said and what he did to take away and read it for yourself, we'd be delighted to give you that. If you've got some questions like, what is truth, and you want to explore that a little bit more, If you go to the information point on the way out as well, there's a little thing called Glad You Asked that's running across the city. It's just a little group of people getting together who've got the similar questions, asking Christians like me, hey, what is it about this truth? Or how do we know the Bible is historically reliable, etc.? It's a great way to think about this a little bit more. But the ideal way is to listen to Christ. It's to listen to what Jesus says because he claims in here to be a witness And the only way to determine the credibility of any witness is actually by listening to them, asking questions like, does their story add up? Is there corroborating evidence? My prayer is that you would do that and that you would find what millions throughout the ages have come to know, that Jesus can be trusted. Look into it. Speak to the person who brought you tonight. Ask one of the folks who wears the, 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 the steward at lanyards. They'd be delighted to point you in the direction of someone who could chat to you tonight. And I pray that understanding that Christ came to testify to the truth might help you settle on it. Not only understand it for yourself, but love it for yourself. I'd like to lead us in a short prayer. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the clarity of Jesus' claim that he came into this world. The reason why we celebrate Christmas, one of the reasons, is that he testified to the truth about who you are and about what you did despite our sinfulness and how you sent him to be our savior, how you sent him in love to be our rescuer. Help us to hear his words. And decide on the side of truth. Give us grace and truth in him to enjoy Christmas, especially so this year, because of this. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.